0: Welcome, everyone, to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Wayne Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and other selves all over the world. And Lord knows these are the last days and the times are fierce. And the minds of many are fearful and doubtful. They are concerning themselves too much with the outer world and not enough with their inner worlds, distractions, taking their attention away from what's really important. There's a lot of politics going on concerning the gun violence in this country, but no solutions. In the meanwhile, people are dying unnecessarily over and over and over again too many guns too much violent weaponry in this country and the world that's true but it's mankind that initiates the use of those weapons whatever way they choose they are the creators manufacturers distributors and users but in the hearts and minds of every lawmaker in this country and the world they know the right thing to do. When it comes to the service and protection of the citizens, they know what to do. And when they act like they don't, severe pain and suffering are the consequences for everyone. But let us continually pray for ourselves and for others, and stay focused and not get distracted. Let us lead with love in all that we do, following the divine guidance of our mighty I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved.
1: What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone, then, knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look! The wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one, who was not opposing you. Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't crumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, Not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death, and cover over a multitude of sins. James 4 and 5.
0: Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 1.
1: enemies of the lord were according to the christians is not difficult to surmise the few inside the augustinian fold were his new children and favorites who had supplanted in his affections the sons of israel his chosen people the rest of mankind were his natural foes the teeming multitudes of heathendom were proper food for the flames of hell the handful within the church communion heirs of salvation but if such a proscriptive policy was just and its enforcement was sweet savor in the nostrils of the lord why not scorn, also, the pagan rites and philosophy? Why draw so deep from the wells of wisdom, dug and filled up to brim by the same heathen? Or do the fathers, in their desire to imitate the chosen people whose time-worn shoes they were trying to fit upon their feet, contemplate the reenaction of the spoliation scene of the Exodus? Did they propose, in fleeing from heathendom as the Jews did from Egypt, to carry off the valuables of its religious allegories, as the chosen ones did the gold and silver ornaments? It certainly does seem as if the events of the first centuries of Christianity were, but the reflection of the images thrown upon the mirror of the future at the time of the Exodus. During the stormy days of Irenaeus, the Platonic philosophy, with its mystical submersion into deity, was not so obnoxious after all to the new doctrine, as to prevent the Christians from helping themselves to its abstruse metaphysics in every way and manner. Allying themselves with the ascetical therapeutic, forefathers and models of the Christian monks and hermits, it was in Alexandria, let it be remembered, that they laid the first foundations of the purely Platonic Trinitarian doctrine. It became the plato doctrine later, and such as we find it now. Plato considered the divine nature under a threefold modification of the first cause, the reason or logos, and the soul or spirit of the universe. The three archaeal or original principles, says Gibbon, were represented in the Platonic system as three gods, united with each other by a mysterious and ineffable generation. Blending this transcendental idea with the more hypostatic figure of the Logos of Philo, whose doctrine was that of the oldest Kabbalah, and who viewed the King Messiah as the Metatron, or the Angel of the Lord, the Legatus descended in flesh, but not the Ancient of Days himself, the Christians clothed with this mystical representation of the mediator for the fallen race of Adam, Jesus, the Son of Mary. Under this unexpected garb his personality was all but lost. In the modern Jesus of the Christian Church, we find the ideal of the imaginative Irenaeus, not the adept of the Essenes, the obscure reformer from Galilee. We see him under the disfigured Plato-Philonian mask, not as the disciples heard him on the mount. H. P. Blavatsky So far then, the heathen philosophy had helped them in the building of the principal dogma, But when the theurgists of the third Neoplatonic school, deprived of their ancient mysteries, strove to blend the doctrines of Plato with those of Aristotle, and by combining the two philosophies added to their theosophy the primeval doctrines of the Oriental Kabbalah, then the Christians from rivals became persecutors. Once that the metaphysical allegories of Plato were being prepared to be discussed in public, in the form of Grecian dialects, all the elaborate system of the Christian trinity would be unraveled, and the divine prestige completely upset. The eclectic school, reversing the order, had adopted the inductive method, and this method became its death knell. Of all things on earth, logic and reasonable explanations were the most hateful to the new religion of mystery, for they threatened to unveil the whole groundwork of the Trinitarian conception, to apprise the multitude of the doctrine of emanations, and thus destroy the unity of the whole. It could not be permitted, and it was not. History records the Christ-like means that were resorted to. The universal doctrine of emanations, adopted from time immemorial by the greatest schools which taught the Kabbalistic, Alexandrian, and Oriental philosophers, give the key to that panic among the Christian fathers. That spirit of Jesuitism and clerical craft, which prompted Parkhurst, many centuries later, to suppress the Hebrew lexicon the true meaning of the first word of Genesis, originated in those days of war against the expiring Neoplatonic and Eclectic school. The Fathers had decided to pervert the meaning of the word daimon, and they dreaded above all to have the esoteric and true meaning of the word razet, unveiled to the multitudes, for if once the true sense of this sentence, as well as that of the Hebrew wordist translated in the Septuagint, angels, while it means emanations, were understood rightly, the mystery of the Christian Trinity would have crumbled, carrying in its downfall the new religion into the same heap of ruins with the ancient mysteries. This is the true reason why dialecticians, as well as Aristotle himself, the prying philosopher, were ever obnoxious to Christian theology. Even Luther, while on his work or reform, feeling the ground insecure under his feet, notwithstanding that the dogmas had been reduced by him to their simplest expression, gave full vent to his fear and hatred for Aristotle. The amount of abuse he heaped upon the memory of the great logician can only be equaled, never surpassed, By the Pope's anathemas and invectives against the liberals of the Italian government. Compiled together, they might easily fill a copy of a new encyclopedia, with models for monkish diatribes. Of course, the Christian clergy can never get reconciled with a doctrine based on the application of strict logic to discursive reasoning. The number of those who have abandoned theology on this account has never been made known. They have asked questions and been forbidden to ask them, hence, separation, disgust, and often a despairing plunge into the abyss of atheism. The Orphean views of ether as chief medium between God and created matter were likewise denounced. The Orphic ether recalled too vividly the Arceus, the soul of the world, and the latter was in its metaphysical sense as closely related to the emanations, being the first manifestation, sephora or divine light. And when can the latter be more feared? Then at that critical moment. H. P. Blavatsky The
0: I Am Discourses, Volume 15.
1: Mankind may have intellectual knowledge, but people do not know even intellectually the real truth of existence, unless the outer self becomes the flame of its perfection. Therefore, it is necessary to purify the feeling. It is necessary to purify the substance of the body, and purify the atmosphere around it in order that we may teach you and make you know what our greater life can do in you, and through you and around you, for you. your own use of the powers of our life, which we convey to you through the sacred fire and the cosmic light substance, and our love. These things are the natural, divine way of life to manage things in this world and thus avoid the problems and the limitations, which are nothing on earth but mankind's lack of understanding of the great law of the sacred fire, the cosmic light, and the love from the heart of creation. That's why it is necessary that there must come more conscious cooperation between mankind and the angelic host. It's the only way perfection and improvement can come into this world, because it's the divine plan of creation from the great central sun, to the electrons and the atoms out of which manifestation is composed. This is the great supply house of the universe, and there isn't a thing your life could desire, so long as it be constructive, that our life could not supply. So, there is no reason in heaven or earth that you shouldn't reach up to the highest, receive our help, and create the most magnificent perfection in this world, not for your own, to feed your own egotism, not at all, but to give you the joy of the use of the master powers of life. You can only use them as you produce manifestation in this world by their use, that will bless some other part of life. So, the supreme secret is the blessing of life. Don't be concerned whether the other part of life that you are pouring the blessing to appreciates it or not what do you care if we waited for mankind's appreciation laughter well we waited a long time as it is but we'd wait a lot longer much longer your expansion of your light and your powers of life's perfection can only come into existence by your use of them and your use of them must bless the rest of the life around you if you pour that blessing out The very life from our octave and from the higher mental body of each one's life stream, will amplify that good that you produce, and in its expansion, it will come back and bless you. So, you cannot lose by using these greater powers of life perfection. Beloved Angel Deva of the Jade Temple I offer you tonight, the gifts that I can give from the Jade Temple. Then one day, There will come into this world a focus of a special activity that is contained within jade and that is established for centuries to pour forth its constant purifying radiation to sustain that which is constructive and to ever create greater blessings and more magnificent civilizations that will bless the rest of life and make the pathway to the ascension easier happier more invincible and always victorious these are the gifts that we can give this is our service to life So, if you care to accompany us to some of our heights of magnificent activity, we can reveal to you this greater perfection and joy of life. And then if you will let us pour our greater purity through you, to create more beauty and perfection in this world, it can only bring you greater happiness and a greater raising activity to lift you to your ascension. So blessed ones, go on, and call into the physical world the magnificent powers of the angelic host that reveal to mankind what all individuals can have as they understand to cooperate with a greater life and the greater blessings they can use, is to bring those blessings here in the physical world for your greater perfection, your greater harmony, and your greater ease in attaining the ascension. So go forward, and if you care to call me, I will have very great joy illumining you and showing you some of the things I can do for life, and revealing to you some of the blessings in the Jade Temple, that one day will fill this world, too, with the same happiness and beauty and perfection, we have there. I hope you will enjoy the greater use of these blessings that we want you to have, that you may fill your world with the same great happiness that fills ours. And then you will be so busy expanding the happiness, you will have forgotten forever that you ever went through the experience of the shadows, in which suffering was experienced by mankind. As your greater creative activity goes forward like ours, you will forget the distress and the limitations through which you have passed, and you will not look back, because the perfection of the future will draw you on into itself. And you will forever leave the shadows behind Thank you with all my heart Beloved Angel Deva of the Jade Temple